Alright, we're back. It's your host Rob Morris. Listen to the Rims Nest Podcast, episode 48, segment 2. Alright, so next week or I don't know. Some I would say next week. I'm probably gonna, you know, do a recording. You know, pretty much the lead will be high school for next week. And obviously we'll obviously get into the all star festivities and stuff. I'll probably have a recording maybe Possibly, mm, I'm not going to give it an exact day, but um, it will be definitely sometime next week, maybe Thursday. Thursday might be a day. Thursday might be the day. Thursday seems like it's a good day for me to record. It's nothing too crazy on Thursday. As far as like, work can be busy on, you know, midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday and Sunday. Thursday, I would say Thursday and Sunday might be. Look for Thursday and Sunday. If you, anyone's looking for like uploads, look for Thursday and Sunday. Those two days might be the days that I'm most likely going to upload on those days. Or maybe the day after. Sometimes it might be late when I'm recording, so maybe check the day after if there's an upload. So I'll probably, you know, Thursday or Saturday might be the days that I try to upload. I'm trying to keep a schedule so that way you, if anyone misses out, and some people, they might discovered that I uploaded something or downloaded something and then they realized it was an old episode or it was like kind of old the news was old so then it's like what's the point of even listening to that so I get you know I try to at least post it on the socials every time I upload at least on Facebook that's my main social that I upload to um I guess if you really want the access to have notifications on Facebook, just like the page. That's all you have to do. Do that, you have access to it, and you'll know when I upload. You'll know you'll you'll be able to get at least I try to put one episode or uh, the other uh, the past one I pretty much uploaded all of them. But use yeah you only upload one episode and then that will like kinda lead you to a link to the you know to both episodes. Cause I usually have both, I usually do two segments or three segments, but anyways, let's get back to the All Star Game, and I mean pretty much, you know, all the festivities revolving that, which that will be it's fastly approaching. It's gonna be next weekend, uh, cause you got the Super Bowl this weekend, so next weekend will pretty much be it and. It's usually before, or usually like the weekend of Valentine's Day, but obviously because the Super Bowl was a week later, that's why they pushed it up, because they want to have the, pretty much the spotlight, you know, the, for that whole weekend, because I think like everything was kind of pushed, everything was in a different thing because of COVID, everything got pushed back, or really, the NFL extended, a, you know, a week later to their season so that's why everything got pushed back for the nfl i think the nhl had like a all-star thing early in the month so all you hockey fans out there but i'm like i said i can't i can't really make a show on hockey but i'm just gonna just stick to basketball (laughs) but anyways yeah i would say starting out with the all-star game um, let's take a look at the all-star, you know, draft that happened today. And I would say 
you look at both teams, you got you got LeBron James' team, you got Kevin Durant. I like both teams. I think both teams are pretty stacked. I mean, we all know it's all-star game, so you're going to have good players on both sides. But sometimes, you know, other years, which they've had this draft thing for the past it's been a while. It's been a good while now, maybe a good five or so years since they changed up the format. And then obviously they changed up the format as far as like the um, play to win or, or 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 you know at the end of the game they play like like kind of like a pickup style at to end the game. So it's definitely been a, a more exciting all star game where it mostly would just be nothing but alley oops and. And self alley oops to the you know backboard self alley oops and and you know flashy passes and a lot of turnovers. Sometimes it could be a little sloppy. It'd be yeah, it'd be exciting sometimes, but sometimes it'd be a little sloppy and get kind of crazy. You know that's kind of how like with the what the rising stars has become, and then they had to change that up. And we'll mention that as well as they changed that format to make that more competitive. So they're trying to do kind of the same thing with the All Star game. In their own way with the rising stars, but as far as like the teams go, LeBron James, his first pick was probably the guy that's pretty much, you know, torch has been passed to him by you know Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that was his first pick, which I think he's the best player in the NBA right now. Then his second pick was Steph Curry. I mean. Dude, I mean, the one guy that actually was able to beat him in NBA Finals obviously has the utmost respect for him. He That's like his second pick. And then you have other guys. I'm not going to line up the whole team. But I'm, why not? I'll, I'll pick it up right now. Let me check it out. Just give me a sec. Take a look at his team. Just give me a sec. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, it was exciting to see them pick, him pick Curry and, 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 and onto the Kubu. He, he also picked DeMar DeRozan. He picked Nikola Jokic. He picked up Luka Doncic, Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, which is, you all know, is Banana Boat member. And then, you know, new... New All Star Fred Van Fleet. So I mean that is like a that's a stat team. I like that team. You know you got a all world player in Greek Freak, and then you have Steph Curry, one of the best shooters of all time. Namarta Rose is the best scorer inside the three point line in the NBA, and then you got Jokic, one of the better big men passers that we've ever seen, and he got a great defensive. You know. Defensive player in Jimmy Butler, which we all know he could score as well. Garland's been a big surprise. I mean, he's one of the new All-Stars. This is his first time. Garland's been a big surprise. He's the, re- he's the reason why the Cavs have been so good this season, which I think the game is going to be in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be in Cleveland. So that's nice that their team is good. That's a nice thing to have the All-Star game 
And it's a great feeling for the fans to have an all-star game where your team is good. And you got guys representing you at the all-star game. I always thought, like, I would hope one day if Boston would have the all-star game. Which, you know, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because it's such a mess. The city is such a mess. Like, with all the, you know, the big dig and all the, the construction. And it's always a mess. So, it's like, you never can, like... And they and they and it's funny thing. Sorry to go off topic, but it's funny thing how they were able to try to vouch for the Olympics. I'm like, how are you gonna vouch for the Olympics when your city's a mess? Like, like how? Like it's a, it's a. I mean, it's not a bad city as far as the sceneries go. Like when you do, you know, get out of all that construction crap around the city. It's actually a nice city. Like far as like, you know, the certain areas, the restaurants and stuff like that. And but. You know, it may not be the most, you know, biggest city. I mean, it's not one of the biggest cities in America. Like, you know, you know, Los Angeles and New York and, you know, Miami. But it's, I mean, it has its place. I, I would say it has its place. And I, I enjoy living in the state itself because outside of the state is not too bad to live. And it's fairly, you know fairly inexpensive depending on where you live so when you definitely live in boston it's definitely a little pricey which is how most cities are but let's get back to topic so yeah i would say lebron definitely had a strong team definitely they have some size as well with Jokic, but that's really it they're really a small team they got a lot of guards and stuff Pretty much mostly guards. The whole bench is full of guards. So I don't know if that's going to help them or hurt them. But that means Greek Freak's going to play a lot of center minutes for this team. Bron's going to play a lot of center minutes. And obviously, Jokic's going to have to play a lot of minutes. Was, yeah, speaking of Garland and Cleveland, Garland's been a big surprise. Obviously, James Harden, which is now Philadelphia 76er. And he got... Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Fred Van Fleet. I like the roster, but you got the rant. A little bit more balanced as far as like size to you know small to big. Um, Durant was able to pick Joel Embiid, Ja Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young, Lamelo Ball, which is injury replacement, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert. Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, another injury replacement, and Carthy Towns. I mean, that to me, I think LeBron has very good high-level talent on this team, but I think Durant really kind of had a better all-around team where it's like you got Wiggins could be a guy that you may not depend on him to score, but he'll be a guy that will get out in transition, make athletic plays in transition, Get steals. Tatum's, you know, we all know he's a professional scorer. John Morant, same thing, a high-wire high rack. It should be exciting to see him do a lot of crazy things out there. He might might have highlights. He might have all the highlights. So John Morant is ridiculous. Joel Embiid, we all know, technician inside. Trey Young, ridiculous shooter, ridiculous range. LaMelo Ball, we all know how flashy he can be. Devin Booker, we all know he's a... Best shooter out there. best One of the best young shooters out there. 
It really has become a good scorer, too. I never thought Devin Booker would be this good. And it's really been impressive to see his development over the years. Gobert, we all know the defensive stalwart. And then you got Levine. Levine, again, no, I didn't think he would be that good. I think he, I didn't think he would be a top scorer in the league, one of the top scorers. Middleton, which some people say, I mean, debatable if he should have been there. It should have been Drew Holiday. And Murray, I, did, I think Murray definitely deserved it. He's a good all-around player, a bigger guard, but also can, you know, rebound and pass. He's one of the tops in steals in the league. And then you have Carthy Towns, this ridiculous 25-10 guy, which also shoots pretty well from the three. He's going to be in the three-point shooter, by the way. We'll get into that. You know, all the contestants for that in a minute. But yeah, I like, I like Team Durant's team. To me, I like Durant's team more because now they, you see them, they have two bigs and Gobert off the bench with Towns. They got some wingmen with Levine and, and Middleton. They got bigger guards in Ball and Murray and Book. I think, they, I think they have the advantage. I think they should win. They should win. While LeBron has a more small ball guard oriented lineup, which, to be honest, he kind of did himself a disservice because now you got Greek Freak LeBron and, and Jokic playing, you know, have to play somewhat a lot of minutes. If 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 Durant wants to go big, I don't know who the coach is going to be for Team Durant, but if he wants to go big, they can cause a lot of problems for them. So, I mean, we all know Durant and even Tatum, you know, they sit at a long 6'9", 6'10". Some people think Kevin Durant 6'11". You got two seven footers with Embiid and and Gobert and Towns. They have they have all around squad. So I'm looking at the squad. I'm I really like Durant's team more. I think Durant has the upper hand to win. You know, once it comes to that pickup style, you know, at the end of the game, that's going to be fun to watch to see them really go at it and really try to compete at, you know, which. We all know, you know, it's all about fun and games with the All-Star game. But that's going to be fun the last quarter where they compete. Should be fun how, it, how the matchups are and stuff. All right, so we'll get into the next, well, you know, All-Star Saturday night. We'll get into, you know, basically, let's start with the skills challenge, which is not going to be, you know, kind of like it's the warm-up to, like, what the big events are. You got team, they, they changed it up this year. They changed the um, format, which they pretty much do every couple years. But anyways, team onto the Kupu, which pretty much involves all the onto Kupu's brothers. Well, Ghana's is onto the Kupu's brothers. You got um, Tianis, which I think he plays, you know, on the same team as Greek Freak. Then you have um, his other brother, Alex, onto the Kupu, which I think... I'm not sure if he plays for the Mavericks or the Lakers. I'm not sure. I mean, he's bounced around a lot in the league, but I think he's in the NBA, though, as well. Um, I think, and, and the crazy thing is, I think he has another brother that plays overseas. So, I mean, he has a crazy, um, crazy family, and they're all into basketball. They're all, like, you know, well above six feet, six foot eight. I mean, it's crazy how. The genes that they have, man. Like, just... And it's crazy. Like, they're all fairly good. Like, they're all playing at a high level in basketball. You want to say, okay, maybe his youngest brother isn't playing in the NBA, but all three of his other brothers played in the NBA. 
Well, I mean, two of his other brothers played in the NBA. You know, speaking of uh, Giannis and um, and Alex and Alex, so I mean, it's fun to kind of see them all get together in that event. Then you have Team Cavs, which pretty much is you know a team for the the home crowd to root for. Then you got Jared Allen, you have Darius Garland on that team, and then Evan Mobley, which Evan Mobley will be in the Rising Stars. And then Jared Allen, I would think he should have been an all-star, but we'll kind of get into – I'm not going to get into the snubs. I just think Jared Allen should have been an all-star. I think a lot of people can get into the snubs the day of the reserves that came out. But Nevertheless, the Cavs, they have a, they have a team that's going to be competing that skills challenge. But we all know what the skills challenge If anyone doesn't know, it's basically you just – it's like a catch-and-shoot type of thing, obstacle course, where I don't know if they change the format or not. Like, every year they change the format, it seems like. But usually, yeah, it's like obstacle course. Catch, you shoot, you pass. Um, it's like a little transition at the end, and you make a layup or dunk or whatever. And that's pretty much the round for that. But the, the last team is... Uh, the Team Rookies, which is going to pretty much have Kay Cunningham, Josh Giddy, and Scotty Barnes. So, if I had to make a prediction on that, mm, it's kind of tough. Like, that's... And I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if this is going to be the tag team to do the obstacle course, I don't know how it's going to be. Or either they do it one by one. It'll be interesting to see how it's going to be done. And maybe they add up the scores together. I, I have no idea how it's going to be done, to be honest with you. That would be a big surprise to me how they're going to do it. Because, I mean, I don't, normally I don't watch that. I usually just watch the three point shooter. To be keep it real with you, I just watch the three point shooter and dunk contest. I really don't pay attention to the skills challenge like that. It, it used to be good back in the days when they just had straight point guards, which I thought that's how it should always have been. Like, when they had started putting bigs in it, I was like, yo, this is not watchable. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to see bigs passing the ball that are not known for passing. Like, like besides Jokic, I don't want to see any other bigs, like, trying to do, like, bounce passes. It's not going to work out for them. <laughs> So once it started putting bigs in it, I was like, yo, I can't watch this. It's not watchable at all. I'm wasting maybe a half hour, almost 40 minutes out of my time when I could just do something else. But um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, see if it actually is good this year. I might I might check it out. If it's if it's trash, I'll probably just not watch, but and just stick, you know, stick to the um, three-point shootout and stuff and dunk contest. Well, let's take a look at the three-point contest. For that, they got a deep class this year. And I pretty much, you know, have the percentages of each shooter. So we'll start out with Fred Van Fleet. He, so far, he ended the seat. Well, not ended, but he ended the All-Star break 39%. Desmond Bain of the Grizzlies, 40% on the year. Luke Kennard of the Clippers, 43%. Zach Levine, 40%. CJ McCollum, 38%. Uh, Patty Mills 
I think he has the highest. I think he is shooting 44%, I believe. Cat is shooting, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Anyone know his nickname is Cat. Uh, 40%. And then Trey Young, 37, which he's a volume shooter. We all know he's a better shooter than 37%. He just shoots a lot of them. Kind of like Steph Curry. <laughs> it's inside joke. But, um, but yeah, um, I would say, I would say if I had to make a prediction on this one, I would say obviously Trey Young is the front runner to win it or the favorite to win it. But I think Luke, I think Luke Kennard might win it. I think he, Luke Kennard, way he shoots, sometimes it's like, it depends on like the effort. If you don't really take a lot of effort in shooting, those are the people that do well in the three-point contest because it's like you, you're going to take almost – by the time you get around all the racks, you're going to take about 50 or so shots, it seems like. I don't know. It's like it's like, it's, it's like five balls in each rack. So five times five, that's – okay, that's like – I can't – I don't do math well, as you can see. Probably 30, 25 to 30 something shots. 25 shots. So that will tie you out if you have like a shooting release and you have like a shooting release where you're like jumping in the air, you're putting out so much energy on your shot, like Trey Young's shot. Trey Young's shot was pretty effortless. What am I talking about? He's pretty effortless when he shoots. I'm trying to think of a good example out of someone out of this. But some of these guys, they do shoot effortlessly, I must say. But I like Luke Kennard's shot. He's got a nice, pure, you know, release point and, like, sh- uh, shooting shooting touch. But, yeah, I would say a lot of these guys can shoot fairly well. And they, like, they shoot fairly effortlessly. Like if uh, I haven't seen Desmond Bain. I haven't seen a lot of Grizzly games. So I haven't seen Desmond Bain shoot. To me, I looked at his statistics, I was very surprised about it. I'm like, wow, I didn't know he was averaging 17 points a game. Like, he's really doing his thing out there. And that's why Memphis is doing well. The young players are playing well. Um, and they're like, what, third, fourth in the West? I mean, just crazy. Like, I think John Moran is absolutely, not only is he a franchise player, but he's totally elevated the other players on the team. So that's what makes him so valuable. And that's why he's an MVP candidate. But I would have to say, if I had made a prediction, yeah, I would just say Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard is definitely is the more effortless shooter. And that's usually the key to winning in this competition. you got to be an effortless shooter. You're not spending that much energy because you're going to have to go through, you know, rounds and rounds of going through those racks, which is, what, two rounds? Sometimes it's, uh, back in the day it was three rounds, but it's two rounds. It's usually, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there's eight shooters, so it might be three rounds. You never know. They might change it up. They might change the format. Because when you have eight shooters, usually it's like three rounds to cut it down to four. Or, or possibly it could be four and then... That could be it. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, I like it when it's head-to-head. So I hope it is three rounds to cut it down to four and then two. So we'll see. We'll see how the rules will be. But I would have to say, I would, yeah, I would have to say Luke Kennard 
should definitely get that. I think he'll get that. And I think obviously Trey Young is probably the front runner or favorite. Most people are gonna go for Trey Young. It's a popular choice. They don't sleep on CJ McCollum, so I think CJ McCollum will do well as well. Before we go to the dunk contest, let's take a look at the new and improved rising stars for this year. Um, it's going to be a four-team tournament, which this will be played on Friday, 9 p.m. TNT. So you got four-team tournament. We're not going to go through all the roster, all the players. I'm going to give you the main players for each team because I'm going to wrap this up. I'm heading on almost a half hour. I'm going to wrap this up. But um, I would say, right, you got, which is pretty much Legends-based. You got Gary Payton as one team. So they call him Team Payton. You have... Uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but this legend um, has has sons that played in the league, but I can't, I don't remember his name as far as like his, oh, Rick Barry, Rick Barry. Like his sons was like John Barry and Brent Barry. Those were his sons that played in the league, but Rick Barry has a team. Then you have Team Isaiah Thomas. Then you have Team James Worthy. Let's start with Team Gary Payton, which I think might be the favorite. You got LaMelo Ball. You got an all-star player on your team, by the way. You got an all-star in LaMelo Ball. Then you got Scotty Barnes, which is having a ridiculous season for the Raptors right now. Then you have A.O. Demushin with us having a great season for the Bulls. So... I like Gary Payton's team a lot because it's like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that they're adding, in order to add on this, a, a total of 28 players, in order to add on, you know, to these teams, they've added on some G League, G League team, uh, players to it. But like, yeah, what I like about Payton, obviously you got LaMelo Ball, the two point guard on their team. You got some nice wing players. They got a few other guys that are good too. But, I mean, having an all-star definitely solidifies it in the mellow ball. I think that should be fun to see that. Team Barry pretty much consists of Kate Cunningham and Evan Molios, their top players. I think they had another Cleveland player on there. I'm trying to remember if it's Garland. It might be Darius Garland, but I'm not 100% sure. But if that's the case, if they have Garland, that's crazy. But, yeah, their top players are Cunningham and, and Mobley. So that should be fun. Get to see Cunningham get an opportunity to kind of be free out there. I was kind of upset that they didn't trade Jeremy Grant. Because I think Cunningham is, I think he deserves that the keys of the franchise. So they didn't trade Grant to kind of open things up for him. Which I think that's just, he's not going to be the shine out there if he's, you know, him and Jeremy Grant play both the same position. But nevertheless, I think Barry, Team Barry's an you know, okay team. I don't think they're great, but they're okay team. I would say probably the Team Isaiah team, along with the Peyton team, are definitely the favorites, I would say. 
Team Isaiah, they got Precious Achua, Desmond Bain, which we talked about, Anthony Edwards, which is having a phenomenal season for uh, T-Wolves. Could have been an all-star. I thought, he, I thought he was an outside chance to be an all-star. Then you have uh, the guy that just went to the Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, which he's been a surprise this year as well. He's definitely made a huge step this second year. And it's like, it's been it's been crazy to see the development of some of these rookies. Some of these rookies have already become pretty, uh, you know, reliable players in their second year. I mean, you know, Halliburton's a very good second-year player. LaMelo Ball's a good second-year player. Um, Achua, we all know what Achua's capable of. Desmond Bain has been good. Edwards has been good. It's, we're seeing a lot of, you know, very good development already in the second year. Where some of these guys are heading into the All-Star game in their second year, which is crazy, you know. Darius Garland, I think Darius Garland's a three-year player. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Darius Garland's going to be in this game. But uh, let's get to the um, the last team, which is Team Jamesworthy. Consists of Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, and Tyrese Maxey. I think... I mean, you, you're not going to go wrong with Tyrese Maxey on the team. Tyrese Maxey might pretty much be the lead guy for them, pretty much their top scorer. But Jalen Green, ridiculous slasher, ridiculous athleticism. Josh Giddy pretty much does it all. Very good passer. Um, Australian-born player. He's been having a very good season for the Dunder. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see how this uh, format's going to look. Um, it's basically going to be a, you know... Head-to-head matchup, the first two games, and then you have a championship game, which is going to be, I mean, this is going to be based all off of, like, you know, a pickup style of play. First one to 50 for the first two games, and, the, and then the first one to 25 on the last game, the championship game. So that should be fun, man. Like, I think that should be interesting to see how it how it goes. And My favorite, I think... I. I, I like Team Gary Payton. I think Gary Payton's team has got some balance with it, and they got some size as well. So I, I like them a lot to possibly win the Rising Stars. And then finally to wrap things up is the Dunk Contest, which should be fun. I mean, you got four contestants as usual. You got a contestant that pretty much... Had a decent showing last year, not too, not too, you know, not too of a great showing, but he had a decent showing. Obi Toppin, I don't know if he won last year. I'm not. It's kind of like a blur to me because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really too like, I wasn't too happy with the results of the last one last year's uh, dunk contest. If there was one, I think, I think to be honest, I think Kobe skipped it. I think, yeah. I don't think there was a dunk contest last year. So, yeah, COVID skipped that. So, there was no dunk contest last year. I think, I mean, to me, last year it just seemed like a blur to me. It might have been. It might have been a dunk contest, but I'm not sure. I'm not. It might have been. It might have been a dunk contest with no, no fans. That's probably what it was. Because I just didn't remember it. It was just like, I don't know. It was just. I just remember Toppin being in it last year or the year before, but I think he was in it the last one. That's all I remember that he was in it the last one, which and that's his third year in the league, supposedly. But then Jalen Green is the second contestant. Then you have Cole Anthony, 
which that was a surprise to see. I'm like, does he really have the ability to dunk? And then I seen some film of him, and he was able to see some highlights. I was like, whoa, he got some lift on him. But then you have um, pretty much, which everyone's been saying, the dunk of the year, Juan Tos- Cosmo, Juan Tosmo, I can't even say his name, Juan Toscano Anderson had the dunk of the year against Javel uh, McGee, which is hard to do because Joel McGee got long ass arms. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, that was that. That was a slam right there. That was definitely a slam. But I think Jalen Green, like his athleticism is ridiculous. Like he glides out there when he when he's dunking, he's gliding out there. Like he kind of reminds me of a, a like a Desmond Mason type, where he can kind of just glide in the air and stay in the air for a long time. And he has those type of dunks. Like, he kind of you know, has a little bit of Zach Levine in him, too. I mean, I've seen the footage, and he's definitely a, a, he's a high flyer. So, you got Toppin, and you got Jalen Green. I would think those are the two, you know, favorites. But I think Jalen Green will, has the ability to do so much more in the air. So, he has so much ability to just do so much more. And has, you know... Purely the best athlete in the contest. So I would say, is Jalen Green's contest to win? I think Toppin, having the experience of being in it, the previous one, I think he might do something good. I just, I don't know. Toppin, he is a, he's a nice power dunker. That's what he is. If he, if he plays up to that and not be so finesse-like, I think last, the last competition he was had so much more finesse to his game instead of, like, actually just being, just, you know, be a power dunker. You know, catch alleys and do crazy, you know, he's very good at catching alleys, so maybe he should do a little bit more of that. And I like the between the legs and stuff, but it's like, depend. you know, it doesn't always look good when the bigger guys do the between the legs. Sometimes it looks good on smaller guys that do between the legs. So if he can get a little bit more of that Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard esh effect to it, where he's like being a power dunker and just really just kind of showing that you know his physique is what it is. So kind of fit that personality and be more of a power dunker. That would probably benefit him more because it really is about showmanship too. It's about showmanship and personality on how you can you know really get the crowd to your favor. That's the key, just getting the crowd to your favor. Once you get the crowd to your favor, then that pretty much um, allows the judges to to score higher for you because the crowd is going to react to every dunk that you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what Kenny Smith used to always say. Like, the crowd is, like, everything. Like, I don't know the exact quote, but I know Kenny Smith used to always say, once you get the crowd, that's it. Like, you have it. Once you have the crowd, that's it. You have the competition. It's done, you know? But uh, I would. it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to... Like I said, my prediction is Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green will win it all. He's just complete athlete in every way. And that's going to be what's going to be key to winning these competitions. At least for the dunk contest. Fair to say. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. This is your host, Rob Marsh. Listen to the Rims and Death podcast. I'm out. Peace.